0: chapter two one no human eye can isolate the unhappy coincidence of line and place which suggests evil in the face of a house and yet somehow a maniac juxtaposition a badly turned angle some chance meeting of roof and sky turned hill house into a place of despair more frightening because the face of hill house seemed awake with a watchfulness from the blank windows and a touch of glee in the eyebrow of a cornice. Almost any house, caught unexpectedly or at an odd angle, can turn a deeply humorous look on a watching person. Even a mischievous little chimney, or a dormer like a dimple, can catch up a beholder with a sense of fellowship. But a house arrogant and hating, never off guard, can only be evil. This house, which seemed somehow to have formed itself, flying together into its own powerful pattern under the hands of its builders, fitting itself into its own construction of lines and angles, reared its great head back against the sky without concession to humanity. It was a house without kindness, never meant to be lived in, not a fit place for people or for love or for hope. Exorcism cannot alter the countenance of a house. Hill House would stay as it was until it was destroyed. I should have turned back at the gate, Eleanor thought. The house had caught her with an atavistic turn in the pit of her stomach, and she looked along the lines of its roofs, fruitlessly endeavoring to locate the badness, whatever dwelt there. Her hands turned nervously cold so that she fumbled trying to take out a cigarette, and beyond everything else, she was afraid, listening to the sick voice inside her which whispered, Get away from here. Get away. But this is what I came so far to find, she told herself. I I can't go back. Besides, he would laugh at me if I tried to get back out through that gate. Trying not to look up at the house, and she could not even have told its color or its style or its size, except that it was enormous and dark, looking down over her, she started the car again and drove up the last bit of driveway directly to the steps, which led in a forthright, no-escape manner onto the veranda and aimed at the front door. The drive turned off on either side to encircle the house, and probably later she could take her car around and find a building of some kind to put it in. Now she felt uneasily that she did not care to cut off her means of departure too completely. She turned the car just enough to move it off to one side, out of the way of later arrivals. It would be a pity, she thought grimly, for anyone to get a first look at this house with anything so comforting as a human automobile parked in front of it, and got out, taking her suitcase and her coat. Well, she thought inadequately, here I am. It was an act of moral strength to lift her foot and set it on the bottom step, and she thought that her deep unwillingness to touch Hill House for the first time came directly from the vivid feeling that it was waiting for her evil but patient journey's end in lovers meeting she thought remembering her song at last and laughed standing on the steps of hill house journey's end in lovers meeting and she put her feet down firmly and went up to the veranda and the door hill house came around her in a rush she was enshadowed and the sound of her feet on the wood of the veranda was an outrage in the utter silence as though it had been a very long time since feet stamped across the boards of Hill House. She brought her hand up to the heavy iron knocker that had a child's face, determined to make more noise, and yet more, so that Hill House might be very sure she was there. And then the door opened without warning, and she was looking at a woman who, if like ever merited like, could only be the wife of the man at the gate. Oh, Mrs. Dudley, she said, catching her breath. I'm Eleanor Vance. I'm expected. Silently, the woman stood aside. Her apron was clean, her hair was neat, and yet she gave an indefinable air of dirtiness, quite in keeping with her husband, and the suspicious sullenness of her face was a match for the malicious petulance of his. "'No,' Eleanor told herself, "'it's partly because everything seems so dark around here, and partly because I expected that man's wife to be ugly. If I hadn't seen Hill House, would I be so unfair to these people?' they only take care of it after all the hall in which they stood was overfull of dark wood and weighty carving dim under the heaviness of the staircase which lay back from the farther end above there seemed to be another hallway going the width of the house and she could see a wide landing and then across the staircase well doors closed along the upper hall on either side of her now were great double doors carved with fruit and grain and living things All the doors she could see in this house were closed. When she tried to speak, her voice was drowned in the dim stillness, and she had to try again to make a sound. "'Can you take me to my room?' she asked at last, gesturing towards her suitcase on the floor and watching the wavering reflection of her hand going down and down into the deep shadows of the polished floor. "'I gather I'm the first one here. You—you did say you were Mrs. Dudley?' "'I think I'm going to cry,' she thought, "'like a child, sobbing and wailing. "'I don't like it here.' "'Mrs. Dudley turned and started up the stairs, "'and Eleanor took up her suitcase and followed, "'hurrying after anything else alive in this house. "'No,' she thought, "'I don't like it here.' "'Mrs. Dudley came to the top of the stairs and turned right, "'and Eleanor saw that, with some rare perception, "'the builders of the house had given up any attempt at style,' probably after realizing what the house was going to be, whether they chose it or not, and had, on this second floor, set in a long straight hall to accommodate the doors to the bedrooms. She had a quick impression of the builders finishing off the second and third stories of the house with a kind of indecent haste, eager to finish their work without embellishment and get out of there, following the simplest possible pattern for the rooms. At the left end of the hall was a second staircase probably going from servants' rooms on the third floor down past the second to the service rooms below. At the right end of the hall, another room had been set in, perhaps since it was on the end, to get the maximum amount of sun and light. Except for a continuation of the dark woodwork and what looked like a series of poorly executed engravings arranged with unlovely exactness along the hall in either direction, nothing broke the straightness of the hall except the series of doors all closed mrs dudley crossed the hall and opened a door perhaps at random this is the blue room she said from the turn in the staircase eleanor assumed that the room would be at the front of the house sister Anne, sister Anne, she thought and moved gratefully towards the light from the room how nice she said standing in the doorway but only from the sense that she must say something it was not nice at all and only barely tolerable it held in the same clashing disharmony that marked Hill House throughout. Mrs. Dudley turned aside to let Eleanor come in and spoke, apparently to the wall. "'I set dinner on the dining-room sideboard at six Shop,' she said. "'You can serve yourselves. I clear up in the morning. I have breakfast ready for you at nine. That's the way I agreed to do. I can't keep the rooms up the way you'd like, but there's no one else you could get that would help me. I don't wait on people.' but I agreed to. It doesn't mean I wait on people. Eleanor nodded, standing uncertainly in the doorway. I don't stay after I set out dinner, Mrs. Dudley went on. Not after it begins to get dark. I leave before dark comes. I know, Eleanor said. We live over in the town, six miles away. Yes, Eleanor said, remembering Hillsdale. So there won't be anyone around if you need help. I understand. We couldn't even hear you in the night. I don't suppose no one could. No one lives any nearer than the town. No one else will come any nearer than that. I I know, Eleanor said tiredly. In the night, Mrs. Dudley said and smiled outright. In the dark, she said, and closed the door behind her. Eleanor almost giggled, thinking of herself calling, Oh, Mrs. Dudley, I need your help in the dark. And then she shivered.